And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Luke, good afternoon. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Really well, thank you. Are you surviving lockdown or have you gone around the twist? Well, I'm not sure I was ever not around the twist. <laughs> I, could probably do, I could probably do with a shave, but that's about it, mate. It's, <laughs> it's business as usual, so we're, we're extremely fortunate, so I don't, I don't complain about too much. Yeah, people are giving themselves haircuts these days, and it's not always pretty. Uh, But, of course, it's all going to come to an end, hopefully sooner rather than later. And that leads us to Mm. today's topic, how to stay in Mm. front financially when we do eventually get out of lockdown. And I suppose in many respects, being at home a lot more than we're accustomed to has, in fact, for many people, shown us just how much money we can save by not doing things. Yeah, look, this is a bit of a fun one, I guess, because the the thing I got from last year especially was that this was actually surprising to people because, generally speaking, we have a fairly consistent routine in our life. We get up, have some breakfast, put the kids at school, you know, shoot off to work, park the car, get a coffee, have some lunch, have a coffee, do something else, come home, grab some dinner and, and repeat. So being at home, as you said, is, is, is really sort of broken that for people and i guess today's topic's really just about thinking about slipping back into those routines because the feedback i get is you know i love all the money in the bank i haven't been buying lunch i haven't had four or five copies a day you know and there's things that i can continue to do to keep seeing the 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 bank accounts get a little fatter and a little fatter potentially for personal or, or or investment purposes so you know i just wanted to touch on things to consider um, in, in a light-hearted sort of way because it's very easy to get back in the office, get back into that routine and slip back into those spending behaviours which can be you know, adversely detrimental. Yeah, and I know we've spoken before how little savings can add up to big reserves of cash in the bank. Uh, it uh, chips away uh, at... Uh uh, a, a steady rate, a little at a time, and all of a sudden you've got a balance that uh, is actually quite impressive. Now we talk about the savings you can make by not drinking a coffee, for example. I, I, I know, though, that a lot of people are looking forward to getting back to the office so that they can get their favourite coffee from their favourite coffee shop, and I'm also pretty sure that the people who run those coffee shops are also looking forward to that. So um, maybe we'll just ration ourselves to one per day or something like that. Yeah, and I guess that's really like anything. You know, I use the word budget and people start shaking that, you know, I want them to live in a tent. It's it's not that at all. It's just about some moderation and the excess. Do you need three a day? Do you need four a day? You've probably made your lunch more in the last couple of months than in the last five years of your life. So why not keep doing it? Do you need to pop out and grab a sandwich and a coffee at lunch after a coffee at 10 and a short black at three? And you start to think about that, you know, two or three coffees a day, $60 a week, 250 bucks, you know, or so a month across 12 months, it starts to become far more significant than you realise. So it's really just about looking at the behaviours that have changed. Do I need the same level of dry cleaning? Have I been wearing the same number of clothes? You know, do I need to go out just for the sake of being supposedly free? Do I now need to go bananas? You know, you don't need to be a kid in a candy store because that can obviously eat into savings and unravel the great behaviours that have been forced upon you by staying at home. The other interesting thing I've noticed during lockdown is that I've had the same two $50 notes in my wallet now for about two months. I haven't had to pull them out. 
you know what? I had this exact conversation with my father yesterday, and he said exactly the same. He got all excited about breaking one the other day because <laughs> I think they must have had some dust on them because of quarantine. So, <laughs> exactly, it's, it's it's a great example that you know people can be cognizant of where their money's going. I'm not against spending by any stretch, and anybody that knows me knows I'm as loose as anybody else within reason. And I think that's the important thing. You've had some opportunity to save. You haven't been parking cars. You haven't been paying childcare. You haven't been, you know, dry cleaning clothes. You haven't been eating out. It doesn't mean now you need to go and have a free-for-all. By all means, get out and support your local business. Get out and support cafes and restaurants within reason. But also then look to, you know, changes. You know, we saw this week in the news that, you know, bill providers, you know, electricity and, and power, you can, you can change in two days now, I think, instead of three months from your, your energy provider. So, you know, start looking at these things because bills and the like have gone up because we've probably had heaters running. Um, we've had lights on a lot longer because we've spent more time at home. So have a think about these outgoings. Check your bills, check your expenses. And if we're going back to work, do you need every subscription service on the telly? You can have maybe one or two of them. You probably don't need five anymore because, you know, we've got to get back to a new normal. The interesting thing, of course, is that... Um uh, while we may well have been not spending money that we would have otherwise spent, some of us are finding other ways to waste it, including, of course, online shopping. So um, what we've saved on the swings, we may not have, you know, we, we may have also lost on the roundabouts. Look, 100%. And I think, uh, you know, the, the workforce is very similar. If you've got a staff member that's, uh, you know, suspiciously slow at doing things in the office they're probably going to be suspiciously slow working from home. You've got a hard-working staff member in the office. You've probably got a hard-working staff member at home. And similar things happen when it comes to spending. If your spending discretion is a little unique, it's, it's not going to stop you from in one hand and out of another. But all I want people to think about is a few little savings here and there at the end of the year or over the next 12 months can give you some opportunities to potentially throw some money into super in June or pay a little bit extra off that investment property or, you know, cover some more of the kids' school fees or whatever it may be that you've got going on in your life. Just don't have to race out and leap to excess straight away because we're we're now supposedly free. You've just started to address my next question, which is, okay, so we've successfully saved a bit of money. Now that we've put it aside, what should we do with it to make it count? Yeah, well, I think the important thing is where we know we've got good behaviours. If you have been saving a little bit extra, think about directing it into a separate bank account. Set up a direct debit. Automate, automate, automate. If you don't have to think about it, it's far more repetitious and it's far more engaging because it's not something where the onus is on you. If you've got some extra funds, pass them in an offset account. If you've got a little savings portfolio, outside of superannuation in your own name, for example, maybe have a look at what you direct into that. Could you turn 100 a month into 200 a month? Could you turn 200 a month into 300 a month? So set up regular investments outside of super. Think about maybe salary sacrifice through your employer. If, again, your self-control is a little lacking, don't save up all of your money to put a contribution in in June. Have a word to your HR and say, look, can you take 50 or 100 out of this pay each fortnight going forwards and have it done for you so that you then save yourself from yourself and can continue to direct money to positive things as well as having a little bit left for, 
you know, eating out, having coffees and, and, and buying stuff you don't necessarily need. Yeah, and you talked about uh, how we can maybe review our uh, energy provider and see if we can get a better deal, uh, review the number of subscription services we have and see if we really need all of them. In fact, it's a good opportunity to review everything, isn't it? Uh, while you're still in lockdown, before we emerge in the next few weeks, you could probably do a little audit of all the things you're spending on and try and figure out things that you don't necessarily need to spend on or perhaps where you can get a better deal. Car insurance for one, house insurance for another, uh, their mobile phone plan. Am I on the right plan or am I still paying what I paid last year because that was the deal I signed up for then, even though there might be a better deal now? Look, exactly right. Um, and I had a similar experience just recently. I rang up Foxtel and the guy told me that the boxes we had were obsolete and you know they, they haven't given those out in like five or ten years. So, you know, I, I've done exactly these sorts of things because you have had a little bit of extra time at home and you can do these sorts of things before you get back into the commuting of returning to the workforce. And I just think it's, it's prudent to take stock of what happens. We get so caught up and, and we're so busy in a normal lifestyle that... Finding the time to do these things is extremely difficult. But if you're not commuting, and let's be fair, it saves us half an hour in the morning at best, that half an hour could be saved, you know, or, or, or used wisely on these sorts of things without interrupting your day because, you know, while you pop upstairs and, and, and make your lunch for the last couple of weeks, have a look at those sorts of things and, and just understand where your money's going. Again, you don't have to cut everything off, but if you can save a few here and a little bit there and a bit of that and a bit of this, you'd be amazed what you could potentially throw around at Christmas time on the kids or yourself, or when we can actually travel, throw it at some flights and, and, and get out to somewhere nice and warm, um, because ultimately everybody's busting to get on a plane and go somewhere, not mm-hmm. everybody's had their jabs. Yep, that's uh, that's for sure. Now, so eventually the lockdown ends, uh, presumably uh, in a few more weeks, and uh, businesses start to open up again. What are your tips now for people to actually keep the savings habits going after the lockdown ends and the temptations might increase? Yeah, I think the, the first thing they can do is look at the way that you've lived now and try and replicate that going forward. If you've been out shopping or one person's been going out shopping and buying the lunches for the week, continue to do that. Be a little bit more organised, you know. Maybe cook some stuff on the weekend and continue to take your lunch to work. If that saves you $50 a week or $200 a month, that's thousands of dollars a year. Um, you can also look at, as I said before, directing some savings to a bank account. If you haven't been using certain parts of a car, then maybe look at your insurances. Can you save some money by having a policy that rewards you for driving less or things of that nature? Think about automating your savings plans. Think about talking to HR and forcing yourself to live on potentially less by directing it to superannuation through salary sacrifice so that Again, you don't have to think about it and you can live on the money that ends up in your account. And if part of that's going to superannuation, great. If you can start a little investment portfolio in your own name, maybe just start it with 50 or or $100 a month or a fortnight and then review it and see what's sloshing around after three months and maybe bump it up a little bit. Because I've never had anybody say, oh, wow, that thing that I set up five years ago has now got 50 grand in it. Oh, what should I use that for? No one ever gets upset about that. They generally get upset about saying, oh, I wish I'd done this five or six years ago because then I could have. And as soon as I hear the word I wish, then there's generally followed by by tears and frustration. Yeah. 
Now, you've also suggested that uh, when we uh, set up a savings plan, we should set up savings goals along the way and then maybe offer ourselves little rewards for hitting those goals. So what did you have in mind for that? Yeah, so what I mean by that is if, if you're going to commit to trying to do something, a bit like going on a diet, it's, it's difficult and it's frustrating and nobody likes changing their behaviours, but you lose a kilo, you lose another, you lose another, and it starts to really get some momentum and then you become more engaged with it and go, well, maybe I could lose five, maybe I could lose six, and saving's no different. You know, if you say, well, at the end of a quarter or maybe it's the 1st of October, by Christmas, I'd really like to save X amount and make it realistic. And if you hit that goal, then reward yourself with something. Go and buy the shoes you like. Go and buy some Jordans. Buy some new golf clubs. Buy some handbags. Whatever tickles your fancy, go out and reward yourself so that you don't just feel that it becomes a a condition or a punish or a, a drudge through your week to try and get to your goals. Reward yourself for the things that you actually achieve because that'll keep you engaged and and keep you moving forward in a positive light. You lose a few kilos, go out and have a lunch, have a little cheat. Okay, not the end of the world. So just make sure that you've got things in moderation and you've got something to work towards because it can be very rewarding seeing, you know, an offset account grow. I have a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, I've seen the offset account get to here and that's fantastic. We're going to try and get it to there. And, you know, people then collectively become engaged in the process, which ultimately is just going to give you more choices and more flexibility because you'll have more assets. Yeah, I guess it's probably not a good idea, though, to uh, reach your savings goal and then go and spend the whole lot as the reward. Just, you know, make it a small portion. Yeah, again, within moderation, right? (laughs) You you don't need to go on a two-week bender um, (laughs) because you lost five kilos and put seven on. So, yeah, again, all within moderation. (laughs) Moderation, yes. It must be a wonderful place to live. People keep getting t- people. People keep telling me, "Yes, you got to live in moderation." Well, okay, I've never been there, but it must be a nice place to visit, yeah. I guess. I think right. it's like the end of a rainbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never quite find it. All right, so we're talking about how to stay in front financially when we finally get out of lockdown, which is looking like it's going to be uh, in the not too distant future. Uh, fingers crossed, and of course, uh, depending on reaching those vaccination targets and uh, things going well. Uh, And we're being a little bit optimistic here. We're hoping to be able to get out and about once again. Uh, But uh, all of those things we've learned while we've been in lockdown about how you can actually save quite a lot of money by not spending on some of the things you would have otherwise spent the money on. And uh, as you said, Luke, people have been quite surprised by just how much money they've been able to save. It really adds up, doesn't it? Yeah, look, that's been, especially from last year when we had that initial lockdown period, Um, the the one thing that I was having conversations with people about was look at the choices I now have because of the amount of money that ended up in a bank account. Again, because we we, we live in an instantaneous world where you have pay wave and you're tapping stuff and it's very difficult to get an understanding of your living costs when all you're doing is waving around cards and not handing over money where there's an emotional transaction associated with what you're buying. So... It's, it's really a thing that, that was prevalent last year and I think it's continued this year because we've had this second extended period where you know the discretionary spending has been limited through our own behaviour, not by choice. Indeed. Um, so I think making the most of it's really important. So, Luke, tell me, what are the key things to consider when we do finally come out into the sunshine? So the first thing I'll be doing is, is look at the habits you had before you went into lockdown and consider whether they're good or bad. And some of the bad ones, like we've mentioned, 
going out for lunch and not taking something to work, having four or five coffees, staying after work, all of those sorts of things that soak up cash flow. Um, see if you can maybe break that habit or go back into work with a new attitude that I will take lunch. I won't stay four nights a week after work and have beers. I'll only stay for two and, and try and continue those savings and, and, and limit that discretionary spending. Think about the fact that, maybe do I need three coffees a day? Maybe get three or four people in the office together. Go and buy a machine. I have no doubt over 12 months you'll be light years in front and you can still pop down in the morning and you know support your local cafe um, or coffee maker so that you do have that pinch of the real stuff and then everything else during the day. But again, little things add up to, to thousands of dollars over the course of 12 months. Um, make your lunch, take it in. Get your husband to make it. Get your wife to make it. If you're making it for the kids, maybe make one for yourself. Three or four lunches a week could easily save you $100 without any trouble whatsoever. You start adding that up over the course of the year, that could be $5,000 or more. So little things make big impacts over an extended period of time. Carry some cash now that we can actually use it again. That's a great way to stay engaged with what you're buying and keep track of your outgoings. Boop, 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 with the pay wave. That's like kryptonite to trying to manage a budget. And if you do want to get a handle on where your money is going, a little trick is have a favourites in your iPhone and just take a photo of the receipt, do that for a couple of weeks and then sit down and add them up and actually see where your money's going because that's the easiest way to use a device that's permanently in your hand for most people. So it's easily accessible. Take a photo of the receipt, save it in a folder and at the end of a month, sit down and work out where your money's going as the quickest and easiest way to have a little bit of fun and, and, and build an understanding of where your cash flow is at. And more importantly, reward yourself. If you reckon you can save $200 a fortnight, $500 a month, five grand a month, whatever scale of, of, of saving you're at, try and set a goal between now and Christmas in the short term. Don't make it six or 12 months because you'll become disenfranchised. Um, have a little short-term goal. If you hit that, then reward yourself because it's supposed to be a bit of fun along the way because we never know what's going to pop up in relation to expenses, water heaters, kids' teeth, and all of the other variables that sort of bite you in the bum when you least expect it. Oh, yes, those dental emergencies, they can be a real problem. So, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yeah, so office number 62604749. We're open and trading like normal, which we, we're extremely appreciative of. Envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've got the Knowledge Centre there. There's a range of calculators and written video, or written information and video you can watch. We've also got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker Luke Talks Money. And importantly, we've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra, where you can subscribe to that and, and watch the shows on your iPhone and pause it, make some notes, and you can do that from the comfort of your lounge room. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. There certainly is, Luke. We'll catch you again next Friday. See you next Friday.